0: The name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. In the morning
1: doxology, while we prepare to start our day, we start
0: with a praise and we start with the following verse saying, hail to the
1: church, the house of the angels. Hail to the church,
0: the house of angels. So this church,
1: the church as a whole is filled with angels. Both the spiritual angels coming down from heaven
0: as well as physical angels we attempt to resemble. In the liturgy of St. Gregory, during the small litanies, we say, those who are in this place, conform them to your angels. Or in other words, those who are in this place, make them resemble the angels. Make us like them. So today, we would like to meditate on angels. That we may learn to resemble them in all their works and in all that they do.
1: The church is a house of angels. We do not see the angels physically, but they are here. They are not physical bodies. They are spirits.
0: Many debate and ask themselves, Do angels travel space and time? For example, in order for an angel to be and come and present it, come in this church. And they are at St. Mark's. Must they go through the traffic? Must they wait for the honkings?
1: Or maybe they are able to fly a little. Are they limited by the
0: airplanes in the air? No. They are not physical bodies, they are spirits. As expressed in Psalm 104 verse 4, who makes his angels spirits. What is beautiful about the idea that they are spirits, and that they go from one place to another. Just like you have a thought, you go from one thought to another immediately. Spirits or the angels act in an immediate fashion. And it's quite beautiful when we contemplate this in the life of angels.
1: In an immediate fashion, the angels do the works of God. In an immediate
0: fashion, the angels obey God.
1: God says, they do. God needs, they are there. God
0: asks, they respond. In an instant, they are there for God.
1: But what is even more beautiful, is that this immediate response of angels is done without grumbling. Is done without murmur.
0: There is no doubt. There is no questioning God when they respond instantly. They don't ask, Are you sure, God, that this is right?
1: Or... This does not sound good. This sounds unloving.
0: No, immediately. They obey God. And we see this. We see this in works that they do. Whether pleasing or sounding off, they respond.
1: When it comes to punishments, for example, they're there immediately. In the book of Genesis, we hear of the city of Sodom and Gomorrah living in sin. And God sends two angels.
0: He sends two angels to the city of Sodom and Gomorrah And we see Abraham. Him questioning, partially questioning God. Are you truly going to destroy this place? But the angels, on the other hand, are there in an immediate fashion and they do the works of
1: God. They are sent. On the one hand, they are sent
0: to save the family of Lot doing beautiful works, doing things that sounds pleasing to the heart, but they also send to bring upon the city destruction. We can also see this in the story of Zacharias. The angel went, brought good news to Zacharias, that one would come and prepare the way before him. and his name shall be John. He would do the works of God. But when Zacharias doubted, on the one hand, they brought good news to Zacharias, but when he doubted, they also brought punishment and brought silence upon his mouth.
1: We also see with the king Herod, that the Lord sends angels
0: to strike him because he did not give glory to God. Immediately, immediately the angels respond. In the Old Testament even, we see an angel strike hundred and five 185,000
1: of the camp of the Assyrians. The angels respond immediately. They have an instant obedience. And so when we pray in the prayer of our Father
0: and say, Thy will be done on earth as
1: it is in heaven. Are we like the angels doing
0: the works that are in heaven here on earth? Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How are the works done in heaven? They are done instantaneously by
1: the angels. They enforce His will in an instant. Thy will be done, O Lord.
0: And I seek, Lord, to do your will instantly here on earth. Let us resemble them as we pray and imitate the angels in their obedience.
1: The angels are numerous around us.
0: In the Gregorian liturgies and aphora, the priest prays saying thousands of thousands stand before you and 10,000 times 10,000 offer you service. Thousands of thousands are standing before the Lord and 10,000 ti- ten times 10,000 we're talking hundreds of thousands of angels standing before Him. What a glorious sight. And What's even more beautiful is when we read this psalm, psalm 103, Bless the Lord you his angels, who excel in strength, who do His word, heeding the voice of His word. Yes, again, it reminds us the obedience of the angels, which is beautiful. But even more beautiful is their praise. Bless the Lord you His angels. Praise the Lord you His angels. And so we have... Tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands. You know when you stand in church and you have wonderful deacons like we have here at St. Mary. And you have maybe a hundred standing, offering a beautiful praise. It's wonderful. It moves your heart. Imagine hundreds of thousands of angels praising God. What a glorious sight. What a beautiful sight. Praise is beautiful. Praise is special. Oh, I wish that we imitate them in, in their method of praise. Praise is one of five types of prayers. We can speak of prayer and you have those that pray and request and supplicate from God. That's one type. It's about us. We, are, we need something from You, Lord. Another type of prayer is thanksgiving. I thank you, Lord, for what you've done for me. I thank you, Lord, for what I've seen you do. Again, a little centered towards us. And both are actually beautiful prayers and not to be diminished in value. We say, or St. Paul reminds us, saying, in everything, in prayer and supplication, make your requests Be made known to God. He says, do pray, do request, do give thanks. Do all these things. And they are valuable. But another type of prayer is conversation. Just meditating and speaking with the Lord. A little less centered about us. And just more of a two-way conversation. Another type of prayer is intercession. Intercession. Where we ask God on behalf of others. It's not about us. It's about others. Four beautiful types of prayer. But a fifth type is that of praise. Where we are entirely removed from the situation. And we praise Him because we know Him. We praise Him for who He is. We speak about Him because of who He is we glorify Him because we know Him. In the Brazilian Xenophorah, we pray saying, You are He around whom stand the
1: cherubim full of eyes. Full of eyes. Why?
0: What does it mean that they're full of eyes? It means they see everything. They see everywhere. Sure. But they are looking at God. Their eyes are not necessarily focused on us. Their eyes, they are full of eyes looking at God soaking in everything.
1: Seeing God in His fullness. Not just a pair of
0: eyes like us. Filled with eyes, discerning every single detail, and so they praise God saying, Holy, Holy, Holy is the Lord of Sabaoth. I
1: see you, I know you, and I am amazed. How can we also be amazed and praise Him if we do not know Him?
0: I must soak in everything about God. The cherubim emulates this being full of eyes. Knowledge of Him leads us to praise Him. Let us then imitate the angels and absorb all that we can know about Him. Let us open our eyes and see all His works in our life. Let us sit every day and meditate on the
1: presence of God that we may soak in everything and praise Him. Thousands of thousands of angels. Thousands of thousands, all different types of angels.
0: We have, as we say in the liturgies, the thrones, the dominions, the powers, the angels, the archangels, the
1: authorities. St. Dionysius one of the early church fathers
0: tells us there are maybe three different types of groupings of angels. We have the thrones, the cherubim and the seraphim. Those who are closest to God in proximity. The thrones beholding God. The cherubim full of eyes absorbing everything there is about God. And the seraphim who its simple word means they are inflamed, they are fire-like. Out of their proximity of God, they are inflamed in His presence. Then we have the dominions, the authorities and the powers. Dominions who are dominating and managing the rest of the angels. Authorities working miracles and sending down the grace of miracle work. And powers who have power over the devil. They help those wrestling with passions and vices and evil thoughts. Then we have a third grouping of angels who are closest to men. The angels, the archangels and principalities.
1: The principalities direct the lower angels. The archangels
0: come and, pro- come and deliver good news. We have Archangel Michael and delivering news. Archangel Raphael coming to Tobias. Archangel Gabriel coming to Saint Mary, to Zechariah. They come and proclaim good news and finally the angels who are the lowest of the orders, are closest to men. And they are appointed to each one as guardian angels. So each one of us has a guardian angel, and we will speak about that shortly and meditate on them.
1: And so all of these, I mean all three groupings can be grouped under the term angels. Angels. And so thousands of thousands praise Him.
0: And all do the work of God. And so we'll meditate on the work of these angels a little more. We've seen their work of obedience. And we inspire ourselves to resemble them in
1: obedience. We see their work of praise. And we yearn to know God like
0: them in order that we may praise Him truly and be counted among thousands of thousands of angels praising Him. And finally, let us see their work in the world.
1: The angels glorify God and do His work. Type of works.
0: We see them doing many different kinds. We see Elijah after you know defeating the prophets of uh, Baal and um, Ahab being threatened by Jezebel. He runs away in despair,
1: runs away in fear. He feels like God is not there anymore. And yet, the Lord sends angels
0: to feed him. So they are working there just simply to feed Elijah. We see every year at the pool of Bethsaida, every year the sick gather around a pool because on one specific day, an angel is sent down from heaven to stir the waters of the pool that one may enter and be healed. And so we see angels doing work of simply steering the water and doing the work of providing healing to men. And as we mentioned, we see the work of annunciation. We see angels coming... To announce good news to St. Mary, to Zechariah, to Elizabeth, to Joseph, to Tobias,
1: to Joseph the Righteous. But overall, all these work revolve around two things.
0: They work to guide and protect God's people. They work to guide, protect And protect God's people. In Exodus 23 verse 20 it says, I am an angel ahead of you to guard you along the way and to bring you to the place I have prepared, telling to the children of Israel going out of the land of Egypt. I've sent you an angel to to bring you there, to bring you to your land of salvation, to bring you to your redemption. The angels are there to guide us, to bring us to this, to a life with God. Psalm 91, he says, For He shall give His angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways, lest you dash your foot against the stone. How beautiful. That the angels are there by our sides to keep us, to preserve where we walk, to preserve us from
1: stumbling, from falling, to protect us and guard us. And Saint Joseph in the Old Testament knew this and felt the presence of the angels in his life. Joseph faced many,
0: many struggles. And we all are inspired by how he sustained being thrown in a pit, rejected by his brothers. How he was delivered as a slave and had to endure slavery. How he was rejected and sent into prison. How he was forgotten for years.
1: Yet, after all these years, after being then put as right hand to Pharaoh,
0: he comes and says the following, The angels who has redeemed me from all evil. All these years, I had an angel redeeming me from evil. And so, we to pray. We pray in the conclusion of every hour. Saying, surround us, O Lord, by your holy angels, that by their camp we may be guarded and guided. Why do we pray this? We want to feel the presence. We want their protection. We
1: weren't their guarding of the faith or of bringing us to salvation. And so, more than this,
0: because we said in the beginning, we yearn to resemble them. So yes, we want their presence to guard us in our lives. But we also want to resemble them in guarding the people of God and directing the people of God to their salvation. And so we have a role, an angelic role to fulfill, to bring others to salvation, to direct the step of others as well. You may question... Is this really my responsibility? In the commandment of parents in the baptism, it has a nice set of words. The commandment says to the parents or the godparents, the spiritual responsible people, says guard them, guard these children from going to unsuitable places. We guard their steps. We direct them. We have a role and responsibility as parents. We have a role and responsibility as servants, as brothers, as sisters, to guard the environment of those around us and lead them to their salvation, as the angels do with us. (coughs) Let us then
1: imitate the angels in their work of protecting God's people. And they also protect the faith. St. Paul in the Hebrews, he says, Are they not all ministering
0: spirits sent forth to minister for those who shall inherit salvation?
1: They are their spirits, angels, sent to protect the faith.
0: To minister and teach that which is of the faith that leads to salvation. There are seven angels, or seven angels is also interpreted in Greek as evangel or as messenger in English. There are seven messengers sent to the churches in revelations. Sent to do what these messengers? The messengers are sent to protect the faith, to correct those who need correction, that they may redirect their steps in the proper path of faith, Or to even encourage the churches that are in the wrong, in the right path and encourage them to continue in this path. And so the angels are sent as messengers to protect the faith, to direct the faith, to correct any wrong in faith or words in faith. And so we too, let us imitate them in such work. Let us imitate them in our knowledge of the faith and protection of the teachings of the faith.
1: And finally, one of their beautiful works is the angels are
0: warriors. The angels are fighters. When we look at this icon of Archangel Michael
1: defeating the devil. Archangel Michael defeating the devil.
0: But he not only defeats one devil or one demon.
1: He defeats legions, armies, multitudes. now war
0: arose in heaven a war not just one versus one it's a war Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon
1: and the dragon and his angels fought back Archangel Michael
0: defeated many and so The angels are warriors. Every liturgy, we can imagine on the altar an angel of sacrifice, protecting the holy of holies, imagining them with swords ready to defeat anyone
1: who comes to attack the holies. From the moment of the offering, the angels are there
0: protecting the holies of holies. In the Old Testament, there's a beautiful story of Elisha and his disciple Gehazi. or Jehezi. The disciple was afraid because there was a multitude
1: Of enemies coming to attack them. (coughs) He felt outnumbered.
0: He felt as if defeat was coming. A sense of hopelessness. A sense of an inability to fight. We all have these moments where we feel like, I can't fight anymore. (coughs) But Elijah... And his wisdom reminded him of something beautiful. And he told him, do not fear for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. He saw the angels surrounding them ready to fight their fight and helping them deliver them out of the hands of the enemy.
1: we too have to remember the presence of guardian angels around us.
0: We too have to remember that the angels are there ready to fight for us. In the book of Judas, she says, as the Lord lives, His angels shall be my keeper. I need to remember that I have an angel keeping me, protecting me, fighting with me. Repeatedly throughout scriptures we see this. <clears throat> when Abraham sent his steward to seek a wife for Isaac, he said his, he will send his angel before you and protect you. In Psalm 34, the angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. Every person has a guardian angels. St. Jerome tells us the dignity of a soul is so great that each has a guardian angel from its birth. From the moment we are born, St. Ambrose says we should pray to the angels who are given to us as guardians. We must remember, acknowledge their presence. For too often, I speak first as myself, forget their presence. Let us then imitate the angels in their persevering fight, in their warriors, in their virtue of war, their constant persistence of fighting. Let us have this stronghold knowing that we are not alone in our fights against the enemy. When we are tempted, when we are afraid of sin, when we are despaired, let us remember And imagine the presence of angels fighting and let us imitate them and fight. Because we are not battling anything alone. And I know we all sometimes think we are battling alone and fighting alone, but we are not. Let us then pray that they fight with us and they show us their victory
1: and that we fight with them. So finally, let us imitate the angels in their
0: obedience. Let us imitate the angels in their praise. Let us imitate the angels in their work and service. And let us imitate the angels and resemble them in their fights. That we may remain always in the presence of God. (laughs) that we may truly feel His presence and cry out in the midst of the multitudes of all the angels, the hundreds of thousands of angels and praise with them saying, Holy, Holy, Holy. Next time we go to liturgy. Really, let us imagine when the priest prays the anaphora and says, Lift up your hearts. Where are these hearts? In the midst of the angels. Ready to praise the Lord. Ready to sing among the angels. Ready to behold the glory. And let us stand. When we say, before whom stand the cherubim, the seraphim, the thrones, the dominions, the powers, let us stand in their midst. Imagine this glorious sight. Stare at an icon. Stare at hodn al the bosom of the Father, with the angels. Seeing Him. Seeing Him on His throne. Seeing the work that He's done in our life. Knowing who He is. And saying, No, I know You, Lord. I've seen what
1: You've done. I see who You are. And so that when the beautiful
0: deacons, the angelic deacons start praising, saying, Holy, 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 we may truly say, Holy, 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 is the Lord of Sabaoth. Heaven and earth are full of your
1: glory because I've seen it. I've seen your glory. I've seen it all.
0: I've seen who you are. I've seen what you've done. I see what the angels see. May the Lord open our eyes and give us this knowledge of being in God's presence through the works of the angels. And glory be to God forever. Amen.